0: This episode is sponsored by Auxilio Partners, building the legal, business and technology infrastructure for church plants. Find out more at auxilio.partners/5. Today on the pod, we talk to Deneen Blevins. She's a self-proclaimed proud New Yorker and serves as the executive director of Paracaleo, a global ministry that helps women in church planting remain resilient in the gospel. We really enjoyed our time together talking about the importance of the women involved in church planting and how to serve them well. So without further ado, here we go.
1: Welcome to the Five Points Church Planning Podcast. We are so thankful that you listen to us and you follow us. We're grateful for all our listeners. We have a very special guest today, Deneen Blevins, who is the Executive Director of Paracaleo. She's going to tell us all about this wonderful ministry. Before we begin, I just want to give you credit, Deneen. I was having a conversation with a church planner over the weekend. And he was talking about, I didn't bring it up. I didn't tell him that we were going to interview you. Um, I did not mention Paracaleo. And in talking about the difficulties and the struggles and really the hardship of church planning, he began to talk about the blessing of Paracaleo and how it has helped his wife and how uh, he actually mentioned another church planner's wife and Um, I I did not prompt this, um, but it was wonderful timing. You know, the Holy spirit can do that sometimes. And, um, it, I, I should have hit record on my phone because you could have used it as a commercial for your ministry because it was awesome. It was incredible. And he just went on and on about what your ministry has done and how beneficial it was. And, um, And so I just wanted to let you know that before we begin, um, it was just wonderful timing uh, for me as I was thinking about how we were going to begin this podcast.
2: Hmm, That's really encouraging. And Hunter, what a missed opportunity (laughs) to record. Yeah, that's (laughs) very encouraging. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that.
1: Yeah. I should have told him, Hey, pause, and I'm going to turn on my phone and video this and, Mm -hmm. um, send it to Deneen right away. But, uh, it really was great. And I'm very thankful for you joining us. Uh, tell us, you, you became the Executive Director of ParaCaleo in 2020. Tell us just a little bit about how you found your way to that position and and, and what it's been like for you.
2: Yeah, sure. Um, first of all, thank you for having me here. I, I, I didn't even know Five Points existed. I, I love podcasts and so started listening to it a couple of weeks ago. It's, it's a lot of fun. Thank you for doing this. Um, so, yes. Yeah, so- Your
1: favorite podcast to, to put you to sleep at night? Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> not
2: at all. Not at all. Not at all. Um, yeah, in terms of how I, I ended up in this role, um, you know, so back in 2018, I was living in New York, working for Redeemer City to City, and my husband had gotten a job down in Huntsville, Alabama. So, we were about to move. I met with Sherry Thomas, one of the co-founders of Paracaleo, just because I worked with her husband, John, um, just to say goodbye and to thank her because I had taken, I had been a part of a Paracaleo group while I was there. And um, at some point during our coffee date, she just looked at me and said, out of the blue, you know what, I think you're supposed to work for Paracaleo one day. And I just kind of shrugged it off. (laughs) I'd gotten another job by that time. Um, Little did I know years later, I'd be interviewing for the job of Executive Director at the encouragement of um, some leaders and and most importantly my husband Robert um, didn't feel qualified. I was an executive assistant at the time. Um, still don't feel qualified, but I hundred percent feel called to this role and really supported by the board, staff, leaders. Um, have great mentors and four sisters that pray for me every single week. So that's how I ended up in the role right. and I started the day after the NBA shut down in 2020. So it's an interesting time to take on the role of nonprofit leadership.
1: Uh, sure, I understand that. We uh, moved to the field to plant our second church, you know, six months before COVID. And it's just, Lord, what are you doing? And oh, yes. why are we here? And what, well, how is this going to work? Mm-hmm. Deneen, our audience may not be familiar with Paracaleo, those that are outside the PCA, uh, could you tell us a little bit about this ministry?
2: Mm-hmm, sure. So Parakaleo, which um, many listeners are, may already, already know, means coming alongside in the Greek. And the idea is that we come, we walk alongside women who are involved in church planning. So by that, I mean women who are the wives of pastors, but also other women playing a strategic role in the life and ministry in the planting stage of a church. Um, there, you know, we'll talk a little bit more about the, the reasons why, um, but we serve, we're, we started off to serve Planner Wives in the PCA, and then over the years it grew to serve women in many different denominations across across the world. So we currently have about 30 trained leaders serving in over 12 countries, and um, our materials translated into four languages.
1: So, Deneen, we usually ask this at the end, but I think, Thought would be appropriate to ask now: how would they, how would someone get in touch with Paracaleo? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, so anyone who's interested in in um, receiving the resources from Paracaleo or is interested in referring someone else can go to our website. It's just Paracaleo.us, and um, definitely subscribe at the bottom of the page so that they receive news and updates about what's going on, and they can they can also click the tab to to be notified about training and some of the offerings that we
3: have. Yeah, Deneen, um, uh, just grateful to have you on the podcast today, and and grateful for Precaleo's ministry. I just uh, recently uh, attended a kind of a a, a retreat of sorts for, you know, church planning uh, pastors and their wives, and, you know, amongst the the group that was there, um, I actually had to do a short devotion one of the days we were there, and I asked questions concerning the kind of challenges they faced over the course of the last three to five years, but, you know, with their children, with their calling, um, with their health, um, with a host of issues. And uh, I already knew the answers because we have been hanging out for a couple of days, but was uh, just wanted them, you know, for all of us to see that each one of those questions, uh, every person in the room, husband and wives raised their hands. It was only a couple of questions that maybe only there was never below 70% that didn't raise their hand uh, in the room um and so i I can imagine the motivation uh for pericleo um the need for for this kind of resource we know it uh, all too well as church planning pastors but i'd love for you just to speak you know even experientially practically about the motivation regarding you know the formation of pericleo but also just kind of some of the stories that you've learned along the way of the challenges that that are faced and the ways that y'all you know that uh pericleo kind of speaks to those um so yeah, just to simplify that, maybe just to say what is the motivation uh, regarding the formation of Parakaleo and, and how has it helped?
2: Yeah, thank you for that question. So Paracleo was started by co-founders, Sherry Thomas and Tammy Resch um, as a ministry, as I said, of Church Planners Wives in the PCA. Um, Sherry was asked by Missions to North America to investigate some of the, the key stressors that were facing wives. And she identified 12 of them. Um, I wonder if you can guess what the top stress factor was Yes, it was the planter, it was the church planter, and his ability to either um, provide support for her and understanding and in, in some of the unique challenges that she, she was facing, um, or his if he was very distracted by the church plan and, and wasn't sensitive to her needs, like that ended up being the, the top factor of either stress or satisfaction. Some of the other factors included the loss of a support system. You know, when a family leaves the established church and goes to a church plant, you leave your small group behind, you leave your pastoral oversight behind, and you're sort of left on your own. Um, Others included the inability to rest in Christ for everyday situations, um, expectations from mother, not having a Sabbath rest, and a big one is ambiguity around church planning. Um, It's You're never quite sure who's going to remain on your team, you're unsure about the use of space, um, whether or not You should allow people into your home all the time. So there's just a lot of ambiguity and unclear boundaries in church planning. And so what the founders realized is that um, what women needed most was not a list of how to be a better pastor's wife. They needed a framework that would help them to navigate these everyday issues that they were facing in life and ministry through the lens of the gospel. And so they and a number of other women began developing these things called tools. These are these visual, memorable, and practical graphics that would help them take the gospel from head to heart. So for example, if you're a woman on a Sunday morning, say you're married to um, the church planner and you see a woman coming at you that always has a complaint about your husband's sermon. (laughs) So in that 10 second walk, as she's approaching you, what do you do to get your heart and mind in the right place so that you can listen, so that you don't fall into being defensive, Nor do you cower and agree with everything she says. And so we give her these tools that will help her sit her rightly in her identity in Christ as she's engaging in this conversation. So that's just a small example um, of how that plays out. So they started teaching these tools in various contexts and in intense training intensives or retreats. Um, They began offering ongoing groups for women to be able to be supported but more importantly to have a community because many times women in church planning can't talk, especially wives can't talk to other women or other men in the congregation because a lot of their struggles have to do with their pastor. Right. And so these groups provide a safe space for them to share.
0: So Deneen, you've kind of mentioned it already. So how does Paracaleo go about actually helping and supporting these planting wives?
2: Yeah. Um, so just again to clarify that um, we, we our, our primary audience is certainly the wives of church planners, realizing the unique set of challenges that they face. We also support women who are involved in church planning more broadly, um, although some networks, so for example, the Mid-South Church Planning Network and the PCA specifically utilizes paracleo materials to support uh, church planning wives. But more broadly, we do support women who are involved in in planting, regardless of marital status. Um, But all of our programs are designed to be preventative and facilitative. So in the preventative sense, we try to safeguard women against things like losing their faith, um, having unresolved conflict with others, being disillusioned with the local church, being isolated and so our programs are designed to protect them from those, those um, kind of consequences of being a part of church planning. Uh, in the facilitative sense, we, we help move women toward what we call gospel resilience. So gospel resilience refers to how a woman adapts to different circumstances in church planning by just embracing the truths embodied in the good story of Jesus. And so they, when, when they believe and they practice these truths, they feel seen, loved, repentant, and experience freedom and hope. So then her, this kind of transformation, it spills out into the lives of others in the congregation. And so others around them will be able to see a gospel that's real, that has real a real impact on lives. Um, and we find that women that have this, this kind of gospel framework tend to be more gracious, curious, forgiving, supportive, um, empathetic, and loving, which is much needed when you're serving in a church plant. And so these programs are divided, are offered through kind of relational learning, um, through these intensive courses, but also through ongoing groups and coaching.
1: Deneen, we get emails from time to time from our listeners, and our audience is PCA. Um, It's also other reform denominations like the EPC and ARP. But we have a significant number of listeners that are just non-denominational with reform leanings. and not too long ago, uh, g- got an email from a planter that talked about, um, how hard church planning is on his wife. Mm-hmm. Um, and secondarily they have a <clears throat> a part-time children's director mm-hmm. and how hard it has been on her. And, um, I, he called me and we talked, um, just, he was just very surprised that he, it was more difficult. He felt for them than it was, for him and I passed on your information, um, the website information um, for him as a resource to get in touch with you guys. And I, I'm not sure if he has or not, but it was, um, gosh, it was a reminder of my early days in my first church planning of how challenging this can be uh, for my wife and and for those that we had on staff, the women that we had on staff, and how um, I don't know that I was prepared to help them to talk to them to sort of wrestle with some of the issues that they were facing because everything was so unbelievably new to me as well and so in light of all the great things that Parokaleo does um you are called to this new role in 2020 what what excites you about Parokaleo what mm-hmm what gets you up in the morning and gets you going in terms of what this ministry does um, for the kingdom of God?
2: Yeah. Well, first of all, I'm really appreciative. I really appreciate that story Hunter um, that he, he started to recognize the the pressure on his wife, but also the pressure on the children's ministry director that may not be married to the pastor, but was dealing with a lot of the the stress ambiguity pressure of planting. Um, That was certainly my experience as a single woman at the time. Helping to plant a church in Manhattan um, was on the leadership team and on staff and just felt like so much of the ministry depended on me. You know, I remember every Monday morning right. having to take a subway ride to drop, drop off the offering. I couldn't go out of town because I had to drop off the offering every single or Monday morning. And so that kind of yeah. relentlessness of Sunday. Yeah. Um yeah.
1: Were, so, you, were you just a tad bit nervous about riding on the subway with the offering?
2: No, because it was never that big. <laughs> uh, <okay. laughs> it was never that big. <laughs> oh, that's Church that's planning good. in New York.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah um, you're right. Mm-hmm.
2: But in terms of my role, um, I, I'm. I think I'm most excited about two things. One is we've just seen the incredible transformative impact. On women when they have uh, uh, these visual, practical ways of, ex- of accessing the gospel real time. Um, I've experienced it on my own heart and my own life, other women, regardless of, of um, their role in ministry stage. Yeah, and so the, the idea of developing an infrastructure within Paracleo that will carry that around the world is just really exciting for me. I think that Paracaleo grew so fast and now we're actually building the scaffolding to, to uphold that growth. And so one of the things that we're trying to do is to help church planting networks like, like Mid-South, like um, they're already doing this really well with Renew Polk BCA, um, to integrate Paracaleo into their equipping ecosystem for their leaders. And so they're raising up women from within their church planning networks to walk alongside other women and we provide consultation and support along the way. So that's one program that we're working on. And then the, and that, that's gonna just help take Paracaleo just far and wide so that women around the world um, are able to, to use it and be supported by it. And then the second thing I'm excited about is making Parakaleo accessible um, to women who historically haven't been represented Especially in the United States, we've seen that that the material crosses cultural barriers in different countries across different languages. So just last night, I was on a Zoom meeting with leaders from Asia Pacific, um, Australia, Malaysia, and Japan. The three women that work together and they serve women around uh, around that region. And now women that are, who are kind of like six degrees of separation are hearing about Paracaleo and reaching out to them. And so the potential. Um, for paracleo to cross cultural barriers is huge. In the United States, we actually haven't tapped into that yet. There are all kinds of diverse women that are involved in church planning within our denomination but across many other denominations that for various reasons haven't felt like Paracleo was the place for them. So being able to to structure things, to recruit new leaders, to look at our material, to make it more accessible, um, that's something that we're working on right now and so I'm really excited about that because it's just going to result in kingdom growth. I think that the um, ministry is better. The kingdom is better when all kinds of God's children are involved in it.
3: Danine, uh, that's, that's helpful. I, as I, I went to, I was just kind of prepping for today. Um, I know we'd be speaking with you and looked at the, our denominations you know, website and some of the language it uses to kind of talk about the importance of Parakaleo. And it talks about, you know, 80, you know, 80% of our women, you know, in the that are serving in various capacities of ministry in the PCA um, talk about how they feel pressured to be something in the church uh, that they're not. Um, you know, they, so a lot of them say they wish their spouse would, would choose another profession, that they're discouraged in their roles. And, and that was true of this that retreat recently that I went to my, myself, um, listening to, to some of these wives kind of communicate their struggles. And for my wife to hear some of the kind of common struggles that, that she faces and how they process those things. So maybe you could speak a little bit from, from that on that basis. What a, In your experience and your time in the role, what do church planning wives um, and and, and other women, as you've said, um, who are involved in church planning, what do they want church planners and network leaders to know about their experience?
2: Yeah, um, I would say three things. For for many of us, we're already convinced and committed about church planning. You know, I felt the tug um, from God to help start a church when I was scrubbing bathrooms as a missionary in the Dominican Republic. I had no idea at the time that my pastor was going to end up moving to New York and start working at City to City and that I would follow a little bit afterwards. So many of us have similar many women have similar stories and are already using their time and their talents for the ministry. You know, we have ideas, we have resources, um, but we just need an invitation to share them. So we want our brothers to know that, that we're committed to church planning. You know, not all of us, some of us come kind of kicking and screaming, but many of us want to be here and want to be involved in the ministry. Uh, Second, I would say that even though women don't in church planning may not necessarily have leader as a title, functionally we are, you know, many planters, wives lead multiple ministries, even when their kids are, are sick or she's got other stuff going on, they keep showing up. Women in church plants are leading volunteers, they're shepherding congregants through hard situations. So as leaders, like we also need to be gospel strong and spiritually healthy. And and unfortunately, we're not always included in um, uh, leadership equipping strategy. Um, we, We care for and support our brothers, which we should, but I think sisters who are involved in church planning also need access to that kind of support. And that's where Paracaleo comes in to help church planning networks fill that gap. And then, lastly, um, brothers, we're happy to give our, our output to serve sacrificially, to do whatever needs to be done behind the scenes. But we also have input that we wanna share. You know, we ask that, that network leaders and church planners seek the wisdom of, of women early in the game, like as you're strategizing and planning, not only about issues affecting women and children but issues that affect the whole church. You know, so as 50% of the congregation, we often have an insight into things that would be helpful and would actually make the work of planting easier if we co-labor together as brothers and sisters in Christ.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so the Lord, you know, we've mentioned this many times on this podcast, the Lord does not call a church planter singularly to plant a church. Yes. Um, he calls his wife and he calls his family um, and I would also say, <clears throat> I've mentioned this in the past that, you know, as you, your church plants matures and you gain elders that the Lord is calling the elder and the, and his wife as well. Yes. Um, I, I think that for me, my wife is the most instrumental person in my ministry over the years. And I would say the most insightful person, she is far, she's far wiser than me mm-hmm. and, Um, I routinely go to her to find out what I need to know. She informs my thinking. Um, sometimes she comes to me and, and with a lot of pride, I have to unplug my ears and listen, but I don't know where I would be without her. I, I really do not know, um, where I would be as a minister if she was not pouring into my life and serving me and loving me. Um, and Deneen, I will say that is as I'm advancing in years in church planning, um, I really think that the number one reason I see church plants fall apart is because, I mean, there are some outward secondary reasons, but sometimes you know sort of the inside story. Yes. And I think the number one reason is the wife is not being ministered to. She's not being valued. She feels outside of the church plant. Um, or in some cases um, she feels attacked by the church plant or not a loved and appreciated by either the planner or the church plant. And so it just really speaks to the unbelievable value of Pericleo. Um, And I know that's the reason the Mid-South Network just, you know, turned to you guys and said, Hey, help us. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason we've, Um, Mention the Mid-South Network is for those that are listening is that's a ministry that I used to lead before I was planting a church um, that Josh has been a part of and um, as well. And um, so, but in all seriousness, if you're listening to this as a church planter, take seriously your wife and her role and the other women on your staff um, don't disvalue the wisdom that they bring to your plant, and how significant and vital they are for the spiritual health of that of your church plant.
3: Yeah, I, if I can follow up to that too, you know, one of the things you've said on this, you know, podcast, the name we're we're kind of laser focused on 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 wives, um, but because we're concerned about our own, and we know the stress and toll it's taken on on them, and. Uh, you know, coming back from this, you know, retreat that I was on recently and, and hearing from the wives there, but I, I really appreciate even the language of those, you know, women who are in, in roles of leadership and church planning, knowing that this resource is available and, and pastors, you know, taking the initiative to make sure that um, those, those ladies in, 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 in various roles in the leadership, you know, process and uh, the church planning in uh, the church plants that they're a part of know of the resource, have access to those resources because um, oftentimes they they need the advocate. Um, <laughs> Uh, you know, from the, from the session dynamic to kind of um, to communicate the importance of it, to, 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 to make sure that the, the need and necessity of these resources are, are, are made available to those folks. And I'm very grateful for that emphasis uh, in what you said as well. I uh, just think through the years of some of the key roles that Hunter and I had at, <clears throat> at uh, Madison Heights, where we serve together in the, uh, role of, of women who are serving currently at our church. And I know Hunter would say the same, uh, just, an invaluable resource, resource and, and challenge to us to make sure we're, we're thinking through that as well. Yeah.
2: Thanks so much
1: brothers. I really appreciate that. Well, Deneen, before we, we go any last word, any last thoughts, anything that you would like to leave with those who are listening to this podcast?
2: Yeah. Um, well, thank you again for having me here. I, I'm really excited about where church planning is going. You know, as we think about what this ministry is going to look like post-COVID, um, you know, we're thinking we're, we're shifting maybe from the sole focus on the solo church planner as, as sort of the hero that's going to save the day to more of like, how is God raising up teams to do the work of planting. And so I think it's gonna be more important that we look at the health and sustainability of the entire team. So I re- that's why I really appreciate your comments on the specific role that, that women play more broadly. Um, yeah, I, w- I would love to invite any any of your listeners to join us at our Giving Tuesday event. It's called Radiant Live. And we're gonna be featuring Clint Wilkie and Mariana Shaw as an example of, um, of Uh, a co-laboring team that's working to towards the health and sustainability of leaders. So that's going to be on Giving Tuesday. There'll be details on our website. And um, please follow us on on Instagram at Paracaleo underscore alongside. And we would love to be connected with anyone that resonates with the cause of um, supporting women in church planning.
3: And, and, and Deneen, I, I think it's impo- important as well. It's something that we've, we've mentioned in some of our email dialogue back and forth, and Hunter's mentioned it. we have a, a pretty broad um, variety of denominational um, uh, listeners and, and, and folks from different backgrounds. Uh, I think it's important as well for folks to know that this, is, this ministry is uh, you know, of the PCA, but it is not um, solely uh, um, at the disposal of PCA folks as well. Could you just maybe mention that as well?
2: Yeah, absolutely. One of our, our network partners is um, a non-denominational ministry. They, they have a church planning initiative that's um, throughout the United States. And like Mid-South, they've hired a woman who's a paracleo-trained leader to provide all the leadership care for, uh, for church planners' wives within that network. So we certainly do come alongside um, our brothers and sisters outside of the PCA.
0: Well, Deneen, thank you so much again for being here today. If people want to get in touch with you or anything else that's going on at Paracaleo, or even if they felt led to support some of the efforts that y'all have going on, uh, where could they uh,
2: find out about that? Yeah, thank you for that question. Uh, We certainly need financial support. Uh, Most of our, about 95% of our our funding comes from charitable contributions because we really want to keep the cost of participating in Paracaleo as low as possible, knowing that church plants and women just don't have a lot of resources. And so we're looking to increase our giving community um, and, and not just to, to give money, but actually be engaged in the work of Paracaleo, meet some of our participants and be a part of um, this community of support. So they can go to our website, make a gift there, or people can reach out to me directly by email at paracoleo.us.
1: So, Deneen, you've moved from New York to Huntsville. We'll finish with this. Uh, Huntsville, Alabama, the rocket city, one of the fastest growing cities in the country, actually. Um, That's probably surprising to a lot of people. Um, But as some of our listeners know, I'm from Alabama. I'm actually right down the road from Huntsville, about a little over an hour. And Josh is from Mobile, Alabama. So we, we have to ask the question, where have you fallen in terms of Alabama and Auburn? Are you remaining neutral? Are you a Yankees fan? Or are you saying war eagle or roll tide?
2: <laughs> well, I need to show my face in my own house. So my answer is going to be Florida state, which is where my husband went to school. So <laughs> gotcha. we. Brutal. Okay.
1: <laughs> <Brutal>. <laughs> okay, we gotcha. Yeah, that's pretty, that's, that's, um, that's wisdom on your part. And that's why right. you are the executive director of (laughs) Paracleo. So, Deneen, thank you for joining us. We really appreciate it. We pray that the Lord will bless your ministry. Thank you for joining us on the Five Points Church Planning Podcast.
2: Thanks so much for having me, Bevin.
0: That's the last word for now. Thanks to you for joining us and listening today. You can reach us with comments or questions on Twitter or Facebook at Five Points Planting or by email at reformedplanting at gmail.com. See y'all next time. Five Points Church Planting is a member of the Society of Reformed Podcasters.